All right, hey, we are live here, kicking it on Facebook, woo! So hey everybody, I'm your doc, Jeff Muski, creator and founder of Dental Syndicate, where we've cracked the code to gamify the system to unlocking power, productivity, and profitability, all while building practices and lives that matter. Welcome to Jumpstart with Jeff. And tonight's topic is this. We're gonna be talking about the new success framework, the VLPC. And, uh, and so I can't wait to dive into this for you guys. And just kind of give you guys a good overview of everything. And, and that's what we're going to be getting in discussing tonight. So, and you get to see my lovely co-host, Sebastian Wynn. Woo! Thanks for being on, Sebastian. Woo! <laughs> As always, and great to see you, my friend. And um, you've got, well, we both got a lot of exciting things going on in, in the world right now. And, and a lot of it consists around moving and, and, uh, and, and selling homes and for both of us actually really, and it's, it's kind of funny. So I need to tell you guys a story. Um, you know, we've had our house on the market to look at selling. Uh, we've, we've had plans made, we've bought a lot to build a new house and everything. We've had a house on sale for, for a little while now. And yesterday was just this amazing day where we had like actually all weekend, We've had tons of people coming through to look at the house and everything. Yesterday, there was three parties that came through to look at the house. <laughs> I had all this imagination of all the stuff that I was going to accomplish yesterday. <laughs> and God had some different plans for me. I just kind of chuckled, you know? And so, but by the end of it, I told my wife, I said, I just want to go take a walk. And she said, okay, cool. She said, uh, what, are you, what are you going to do on your walk? I said, I said, it's going to be a money walk. And she's like, a money walk? What's, what's that? And so I said, you know, I said, it's something that I do every now and then, but essentially what I do, I'll take a money walk sometimes or I'll take a money run, just depending on how energetic I'm feeling there. But essentially, Tony Robbins had this great money mantra and, uh, and, and I'll share it with you. So during the whole walk or the run, it's something that I'm actually saying aloud to myself as I'm going along. And it goes something like this. I've put a couple of my own little twists and slants in there, but it's, it's God's wealth circulates in my life. God's wealth flows to me in avalanches of abundance. All of my needs, desires, and targets are met instantaneously by infinite intelligence. I give thanks and appreciation for all of my good now and for all of God's riches, for I am one with God and God is everything. I am that I am. And I'll just repeat that over and over and over as I'm going along on my walk or if I'm jogging along, having a great time, that's what I'm just running along and I'm just, you know, talking to myself. But what it's doing is it's just anchoring that and I'm putting that out there to God in the universe and I'm just creating that environment that I am going to be an amplifier. I'm going to be a transmitter and receiver of this energy. And that's all I'm simply doing. And it's very, very powerful. And what that comes into, how does that play into what we're talking about tonight? Well, from the fact of the matter is, is that it ties in specifically in a several categories. One, it ties into the VLPC. And let's just break some of that down. So what does that stand for? V in the VLPC stands for vision. L stands for leadership. P stands for power. And C stands for clarity. So in the VLPC, when we're talking about vision here, this ties in perfectly because I've had this vision and my wife has had this vision 
to look at creating and building this beautiful house together and, and really putting into all the final touches that we want to have on it that somebody else hasn't you know, come in and, and done their own thing. It allows us to express our creativity and our unique uh, ability to design and bring the thoughts of fruition uh, or th the thoughts that we have into fruition. And that's very so much, that's, that's a vision. So like when I start to think about vision, I start to think about creating a mental construct of a future that I want to see happen. I want to paint this mental picture that is very exquisite and that is lined with so much detail. The more detail, the better. And the more I'm able to put color into that and splash color into that and create vision and create all the senses that I can around it, the more real that becomes. And the more that operates in my life, the more those thoughts are be continuing to be repeated over and over and over again, that vision starts to take on a life. And see, that vision is something that propels me forward. It's that vision that is one thing that drives me. Because as you start to look at things, and as we start to look at, if, if you consider that one of the purposes in life is to grow and expand, and that means that you live in this comfort zone. You live in this bubble of where you're comfortable. That's where you're at right now. And what you look at doing as a leader, so all these things intertwine, but you end up casting a vision. And one of the great things is, is that when you cast that vision, it is well outside of your comfort zone. And you're looking at the ability to say, I have no idea necessarily how I'm gonna get there yet, but I'm starting to use my imagination and I'm starting to listen to my heart of what it is that I want. And I'm really starting to be drawn to that because I'm aligned with what I want with my heart. I'm getting out of my head and I'm dropping into my heart. And now I've got this opportunity to start to create something start to create something that is now real in my mind, real in my heart, and it now starts to become something that's tangible. But it's that vision that allows me to be drawn forward and start to break through and push through my comfort zone. Because what's gonna happen is, is you've got this bubble that you've been used to, that you're comfortable in, life's good, not too bad, I don't have too difficult of things, you know, and so you're, you're comfortable. And that's why they call it, hence comfort zone, not too tough to figure out. But when you want to grow, you've got to start to beat up against the edge of that comfort zone. And there's going to be resistance and there's going to be obstacles that happen. And so you break through the comfort zone. You're like, yes, I'm kicking ass. I'm headed toward my vision, baby. Look out. You're cruising along, going toward the vision. And then all of a sudden, bam, roadblock. Uh-oh, I come up with against an obstacle. Well, shoot, my vision's not strong enough. I get propelled backwards and then I end up back in my comfort zone. And then I end up thinking, yeah, I guess I don't know if I really wanted that. Well, that's a pretty weak vision. If your vision is strong enough and your desire and your needs are, are deep enough, that vision can propel you to either go through that obstacle, over that obstacle, around that obstacle, underneath it, blow it up, whatever needs to be done in order to start to break through not only the comfort zone, but overcome the obstacle. And what you start to notice is, 
is when you break through that comfort zone and you, especially you accomplish or get past that first obstacle or setback or difficulty or problem or puzzle that you had to solve, guess what happens? Your comfort zone expands. You're like, oh, now I've got a new comfort zone. Hmm, this is cool. This is new space. I've got more room in here. And you start to notice that you start to accelerate and you start to create not only new standards, but you also know your tolerances start to go down as your standards start to go up. You're starting to create new floors and new ceilings for yourself all along the way, all along the way to your vision. And so vision is so powerful. Without vision, it'd be kind of like just taking the, jumping on a sailboat and just throwing up the sails and just saying, I'm going to just take the rudder and the oar out of the water and I'm just going to see where the wind blows me. And wherever I end up, I end up. And, you know, when you, when you put it in that manner, it sounds so silly, right? But the reality is that's a way a lot of people operate in life. They're just kind of being blown about by whichever the way the wind takes them. And, and you know what? Wherever they end up, they end up. And I, that just doesn't work for me. And for a lot of my friends, that doesn't work for. And for people that are in our dental syndicate, it doesn't work for because we want a life that's not only working, we want to kick ass in life. We want to have a life that is meaningful, one that is on purpose, that's on point, that's lit on fire, that we have our desires met. All of that becomes a life that's worth living. You know, and, you know, you look at, okay, what, you know, people talk about, here's a cause that I would die for. Well, what's a cause that you would live for? What's a cause that you would live for? Can you create and cast such a vision that it would cause you to say, yes, that is worth living for. That is what I want to create. When you can cast that type of vision, not only for yourself, you inspire, you motivate yourself, but guess what happens? You start to create this wake. And now you start to have people that want to be a part of that vision. And guess what that is? That's leadership. That's why these things start to dovetail into each other. And leadership becomes so, so important. Without one, you can't have the other. Leadership is about living a leading edge life. You say, well, what, what the hell is that, Jeff? What is a leading edge life? Well, let's talk about what are some of the characteristics of a living, a leading edge life. It's actually getting out there and living. It's being, putting yourself into life. It's saying, you know what? I'm going to go and create. I'm going to create experiences for myself, for my family, for my teams, for my clients, for my patients. Because guess what? If you're not going and creating and creating these experiences for yourself, you're staying static. You're staying status quo. That's boring. And you're not growing, you're not expanding. You know, when you grow and you expand and you experience, let's say you go and travel and you get to have the opportunity to experience a different culture. You get to interact with the individuals and you get to try new foods and see what are some of their rituals and just have this ability to grow and to realize that people live very differently and what's important to you is going to be very different than what's important to them. But that experience stretches you and it causes you to expand. 
And when you do that, your life enriches. You bring that leading edge experience and you bring that back into and dump that into the rest of your life. That affects all four of the domains in which we look at in the fire four. You have enriched experiences that you're able to dump into your faith, into your fitness, into your family, and into your finance. You notice when you're talking with individuals, let's just even say at work, you know, in there, oh man, let's see here. I think I'm still good here. Uh, yeah, so you notice like when you're having experiences, even at work, and you're talking with people and, and you're having a conversation and you get to share an experience together that you're talking about, oh yeah, I've been there. It does what? It creates this link. And this is one of the beautiful things that my, one of my partners, Bruce Barrett, he thought about creating these links to a chain that can't be broken. And that's the difference between rapport is just, hey, how's the weather? And relationship is creating commonalities and it links to a chain that can't be broken. And when you have leading edge experiences, it becomes so much easier to have these links that can't be broken. It also allows you to lead from a perspective that here's some of the characteristics. Think of it. Leaders, they take the opportunity to fill up their own cup first. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, the airplane, if the airplane's going down, the oxygen mass dropped down. You are putting it on yourself first. So now you can take care and help other people around you. So leaders, first and foremost, they fill up their own cup first. Second, the big thing is, is leaders absolutely refuse. They refuse to eat crumbs off the floor of circumstance. They are absolutely setting their own table. Okay, so when you look at that and you start to take into account everything, leaders then also take into account 100% responsibility for themselves. They are also responsible for not only casting the vision, but they're also going to be responsible for taking and translating that vision into a reality. Leadership is something that is not born. You're not born a leader. Leadership is learned. It is learned behavior. It is making a decision and a choice to lead. It's making a decision and a choice to become informed. It's making a decision and a choice to learn. It's making a decision to find great people to model. And it's making that choice every day and realizing that we're all called to lead. You may not be called to lead a big group, but you're called to lead yourself. And that's one of the first and foremost important things. When you can take control and take responsibility and lead yourself, now you can start to take and lead your family. Now you can start to take and lead in your business, lead your teams much better, much more effectively. Now you might start to lead, say, in your community. This is how change happens. You want to change a city? You start with one person. You want to change a state? You start with one person. You want to change the country? You start with one person. 
but it's all about leadership. And that leadership starts with you. That leadership has to be liquid. It has to be changing because we're an ever-changing world. It is not finite. The more that we go along in this world, if we're not changing, we're going to be dead because the world continues to change every day. We've got to evolve and we've got to change and we've got to be able to be involved and be able to be around that change, be able to perceive it, to accept it and be liquid with it and be able to flow with that. And the last thing that I'll say about leadership is leadership leaves legacy. When you are a strong leader, you're able to then take and cultivate a lot of cultural changes, but most importantly, it's for the good of either your family, your company, the good of others. But the beautiful part of that is, is that well beyond when you're dead and gone, those characteristics of what was created out of that leadership has the opportunity to live on in legacy. So Sebastian, did you, before I jump into anything with the other two, do you have anything that you want to say in regards to the first two? Because I know, gosh, I've been talking probably <laughs> for just a wee bit of time here. Um, you know, and I don't want to just monopolize the whole conversation, but, you know, from hearing what I had to say, I love to get your take too on, on vision and leadership and just, you know, why don't you just kind of round out the core of what we're talking about here? So tell me what was the acronym again? VLPC. You know me, VLPC. <laughs> I'm down with That's some all VLPC. I can think about. Yeah, when you said my, my, you know me, VLPC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But Jeff, here's what I really love about what we do. One, we live what we 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 teach, right? Obviously, we live it out. And without a vision, you know, the expression goes, "What? You'll perish." You'll perish. Without vision, and I think the thing what if anybody's listening tonight with just a capture is when you don't have a vision, are you really living? Right. And I would say you are living someone else's life. Exactly. You're not living out your unique life. You're afraid to be uniquely you. Okay, thousands of dentists, but not all of them, not one of them are fucking the same. There's no two same dentists, right? And so here's the worst thing. If you don't have a vision for your faith, your fitness, your family, your finance, if you have a vision for your life, guess what you are? You're an imitation Chinese knockoff. The best you can be is second best. You strive your whole fucking life. You only can be second best. You can be a fucking imitation knockoff. Very true. Very so, true. I mean, what we're talking about, why do you think fucking Jeff's on fire? Because he has a vision for his life. And he's living in it. And you can't contain somebody when they're living a vision in their life. You know what I mean? So I go on on what you're saying, Jeff, but I think just say that very first one is giving ourselves permission to have vision. And I have understanding. We have not been taught, trained, or educated to have our own vision. If you're Asian like me, I don't know if you guys can tell I'm Asian, Vietnamese, <laughs> Chinese. Um, we've been told who we have to be Hold on, man. My lens has spit all over it from yelling and spitting. <laughs> I've been told all my life, and most Asians will tell you, we brought you to America to be a lawyer, doctor, engineer, something safe, conservative, successful. 
because where we came from, usually are war torn countries, right? And so we never been able to have our own vision. We've been living in someone else's vision. So why do you think we sedate? We don't drink to celebrate. We drink to sedate because yes. this is some hard ass shit. I'm not really committed to it, but that's what my parents want me to be. And I have no, and then we go this downward spiral. We sedate, then we blame, and then we judge. And it's just fucking, it's a horrible life to live, you know? Absolutely. And you know, what's cool is we still get stigmatized. If you're Mexican, you're from uh, uh, Europe countries, like Russian countries, but if you're immigrant to America, we carry the stigma that we have to live a life for our parents. Yeah. And if we try to live for ourselves, we're selfish Westerners. Uh, what? <laughs> we those people who are happy and being real and congruent to themselves and the way they were created. Well, I want to be a fucking selfish Westerner then because there's more of me to give out that's authentic and genuine than that's hiding and lying behind this facade and this mask of what I'm trying to be for you. At the same time, I'm bitter at you. I'm drinking rat poison expecting you to die because you gave me this fucking life. And now I wonder why we're disconnected to our parents, our loved ones, our mentors, teachers, anybody that influenced us said we should be this. It's not even their fault. They're just wanting what's best for us, what they see we could be. It's our responsibility to say, this is who I want to become. This is my commitment. This is my vision. So when you say that, Jeff, you bring up a whole bunch of shit for me that's very healthy. Yes. I learned to let go of. Now, even in my quote, quote, Christian faith, I hate to say I'm a Christian because all the stigmatization, all the bullshit that comes with it is not religious side, but as a Christian, a, a, a true personal relationship with Jesus and, and the creator of heavens and earth. I say, he says, I'm wonderfully uniquely created to be exactly me. Yeah. And absolutely. even in the Christian culture, they told, well, you got to be nice. You got to be this. You got to be that. And I just felt so constricted and not really who I am for the longest time. So I realized I'm not like all these other people. I don't have to fit in this little box. I can be uniquely me. The reason you didn't know how long you've been talking because you're on fucking fire, dude. <laughs> Nothing apologize about. Most people want to oust that in their life. They just got home from work. Guess what they're grabbing first thing? Something to sedate with. Drink, right. eat, alcohol, TV, just space out. You still awesome. do a lot of shit. You're doing podcasts, live videos. You got so much giveaway because you're authentically in your vision. Yeah, it's fun. I, I'm so excited just to get on here tonight and talk and talk with y'all. Well, here, let's, let's, let's pop some. I'm going to ask you some questions. Let's pop some, um, some uh, uh, questions they might have. Okay, so we got the, the doubters, okay? Dan and Debbie Doubter is on the line, Jeff. They want to talk to you. Okay, Mr. Jeff, you badass motherfucker. You living in your vision. You're all, but you know what? I'm sure you don't always have good days, bitch. You know, you should have flat tires. And uh, don't come on here and thinking like your life's all fucking great. I'm sure you fight with your wife and your kids. And you have your associates give you problems and your patients, this and that. So, you, so don't just come on here and act like just because you have a vision, life is great. So here's a question. How do you handle obstacles when they come in the way of your vision? Because they will come. Beautiful. And that's, and that's a very, very true statement. Every time that you're moving towards your vision, you are going to have obstacles that come your way. And unless, as I was stated before, unless you have a powerful vision, you are, you're going to get knocked backwards. You're going to end up retreating. You're going to retreat back to your comfort zone. And that's where you're going to stay. But the problem with that is this, because I've done that before. 
And the problem is this. The problem is, is that you know what you want and you know that it's going to be hard work to get there or that it might take some time and effort and energy to get there. But the problem is knowing that that's what you want and then making the decision not to go and do it. That's worse than not ever even knowing or not even having a vision. It's having the vision and then knowing that I'm not going to go ahead and move forward towards that. Sorry, I digress. But, and the reality is, yes, you are going to have puzzles that come up. You're going to have problems that come up. You're not going to have great days. Some days you're like, I just want to choke somebody out because they're just pissing me off. You get triggered and you have things that happen. The real world happens. But it's about being able to manage that and manage that chaos in a way which you can constrain it. And then you can take and push that out and you start to still stay hyper-focused. That's the big difference too between being a great leader and somebody who's cast the vision is the ability to stay hyper-focused and going in line with, all right, I'm gonna keep moving here, keep moving here, keep moving here. Oh, setback. All right, gotta move here. Oh, I gotta take three steps to the left to get around that obstacle. Keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Bam, next setback. Oh, shit, I gotta set, oh, run into it again. Oh, shit, now I gotta climb over this obstacle. But I'm committed to my vision. I'm committed to my vision. I'm committed to my vision. And yeah, you are gonna have shitty days. And you're gonna have days where you collide with people. You're gonna have days where you collide. Like I collide with my wife very routinely. It's a beautiful thing, but she's got very different thoughts and, and visions and ideas and everything that, that I do. And so do I. And then we have a vision that's unique together as our family. So we collide often. I collide with patients sometimes. I collide with team members, but it's in a different way in which we have these collisions. See, we teach something called a compassionate collision, which is very different. Very, very different. Different way of operating. We are not attacking each other. We're attacking an issue. Hold on, wait a second. What? Say that again? You're not attacking each other. You're attacking an issue? Hmm. Could that maybe be useful? Yeah, I think it maybe could be useful. Interesting. Try that on for size. Next time you're looking at saying, man, that just triggers the shit out of me. I'm so upset with that thing that either my wife or my kids or that are doing, that's an issue. Don't take it out on them. Stand shoulder to shoulder, attack the issue together. And now you've got a real opportunity to change something because they have the ability to hear you. So yeah, life is not perfect. Life is not always grand. Life just doesn't, it's not, you know, panda bears, happy fruit and unicorns and rainbows all the time. That's just not life. Thank God we actually experience pain. Pain is a reality, a big dose of reality. Pain brings presence. And in both ways, it brings you the ability to be present because something hurts and it gives you presence because there's a gift on the other side of that pain. So pain gives presence. Oh, I like that. Just came up with that shit on the fly. I like it. But it's reality because pain will start to show you, okay, this is what I absolutely, I'm very clear that I don't want this. And it gets you the ability to refocus 
and get crystal clear about what you do want. So great question, Sebastian. And, and really, I loved having the opportunity to answer that because, yeah, life is not just all this glorious, amazing, beautiful days. Every day I wake up and it's sunshine and it's perfect here. And, you know, I come home and, you know, I, I can prop my feet up and, and everything there. That's just not reality. But the beauty of it is, is how do I manage that so I can have the most joy and so I can have the most happiness in my life and so I can create experiences that allow me to actually feel like I'm living and not just like it's freaking Groundhog's Day every <laughs> single damn day. So here's another thing, <clears throat> Jeff. It's, it's so funny how most of us will resist chaos. Mm -hmm. We want to control everything so it's not chaotic and, and the resistance comes in chaos. Obstacles come in chaos. <clears throat> what I am learning is chaos is opportunity to create clarity. Yes. So fucking give me some chaos. Because so, listen, I believe one thing, I'm big enough to work through chaos when I have a vision. Yeah. If you're getting in the way of my vision, you're creating chaos for me. If you're yeah. creating chaos for me, you're giving me opportunity to create, take leadership, take responsibility, create what I want in that vision and create clarity. It even yeah. gives me more clarity of the vision I have, and I create that clarity. And like you said, we're both moving. We both have our house up for sale. We all, shit. If you want to know the number one thing to get a fight with your spouse about, move. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's moving in money. <laughs> well, it, well, that's why. No, moving takes money. Yep. Moving takes decision. Mm -hmm. Moving takes communication. Every time you'll get in a fight, 100%. So the point is, that's all chaos. It's fucking chaos. Who wants to fight with their spouse? Who wants to talk about money? Who wants to talk about decisions? Who wants to talk about all this stuff that's going on, have communication that you've never had before? But because you have that target to move, the chaos has to be created for you to be clear, this is what I want. Yes. And you create through that chaos, get clarity and get your vision. So just notice if there's chaos in your life, Instead of seeing it as a disruption, which it is, disrupting the norm or what uh, Jeff talked about earlier, your comfort zone, it's disrupting you so you have more. So you be a leader and create. And you, as you create, you'll get clarity exactly of your target, what you want. So for me, bring it on. Now, our family's a little different. They didn't get trained. They haven't been educated and taught the way we have and we, that we teach our, our people. But the point is you get a lead. And more is caught than taught. So yep. if you haven't taught your spouse, you haven't taught your kids, they'll watch you. Yep. They will they'll watch you navigate through chaos. Yes. So I personally, I love it. What was that acronym I think, again? I think, you acronym? Could say, I think you could say chaos drives creation. Drive can drive creation. 100%. Totally if you see it that way. Yeah. Right? If you see it that way, that's a beautiful thing. You know? I yep. mean, if, and that's such, that's very, very, very important thing to, to big to distinction. Go back to. It's a it's big, a big distinction. distinction, ownership. Because if I see it that way, or I see chaos is against me, woe yes. is me, the world's against me, universe is <laughs> against me, God's against me, people are against me, every yeah. fucking thing's against me. Yeah. You know, you can say the world is either happening to you or it's happening through you and, and for you and for you. So it's, it's you a choice. That, it's a choice. These are all simple choices. It's just choosing yep. what do you choose. 
what I want you guys to start to see is how all these things intertwine together. So when we start talking about the VLPC, we're talking about how these things start to mesh together, just like a lattice work on a fence. It just creates that mesh work or like the deep roots in a tree that start to go out. You start to see that you've got these things on the outside and you are at the center of that and parts of you are coming out into each one of those of those four main distinctions there when we're talking about the VLPC. And so, Sebastian, I want to get into, for a minute, I want to get into power and I'll share with you some of my thoughts on there and then I'll get some of your Good. thoughts on there and then let's jump in and let's finish up with, with clarity tonight. What a great way to finish with clarity. Hmm. <laughs> you know, no accident there either. But so I'm going to just talk about power because, you know, power can be taken a lot of different ways. And there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of thoughts and feelings and emotions that can get wrapped around just the word power. Some people look at it and say, ooh, I don't want to have too much power. Power's dangerous. You put people in the wrong position, they can have too much power and that can be, you know, totally bad for, for the, the world or, oh my gosh, I'm too powerful then I, you know, I'm not walking with God or I'm not spiritual or I'm not following my purpose. Bullshit. It's, it's what you decided to be. And I'll just have you consider the possibility of this. Power is really a couple things. It really comes down to potential energy made real. And then I look at that in, an, in a second way that it is about the capacity to go and do. It's not the doing of the work, that's productivity, but it's creating the capacity in which I can go and do. It's building that bubble inside of me. And so when we talk about what we do in our life, when we talk about the fire four, we talk about our faith, our fitness, our family, and our finance, those things that are, we call it the fire four because it creates fire, it creates energy. And, and when you sit there and think about it, it's like, oh, are you creating power? And I really, I, I really thought about this really deep and hard the other day. I thought, you know what? It's not necessarily about the creation of power, but each one of those domains, faith, that's a lock and a key. Fitness, that's a lock and a key. Family, that's a lock and a key. Finance, that's a lock and a key. Those are four locks, four keys, four domains that when unlocked, it unlocks the power that's already inside of you that's already there waiting, that exists already. It's not that you're having to generate all this new power. It's really the generation of opening up the locks and realizing that this power already exists inside of you. And now you just have tools to unlock it. Now you have tools to utilize that power to go and be productive, to go and change the things that you wanna change to create a life that you want to have. And that's the beautiful thing about it. You know, one of my mentors once said, said, you know, when you look at power, you have the power of, and, and his name is Jesse. He, he said, you have the power of thoughts. 
And then you have the power of word. And then you have the power of feeling. And then you have the power of action. And when you take all of those things together, each one of those, and you start to ball all that up, you think about the impact that each one of those parts can have. Power is the capacity to go and do. When you simply think about it that way, it takes away a lot of maybe the negative feelings or connotations around it and simply allows it to be something that is now can be useful to you that can be dumped into helping you become much more productive. And the productivity then flows into profitability, which helps fund the lifestyle that you want to have in order to have those leading edge experiences and be able to deliver a leading edge experience for yourself and for your family, for your practice, for your clients, for your team members, and for your friends and your extended family. When you can do that, now power becomes something that is worthwhile going after. It becomes something for me that over the past four and a half years that has been just a absolute non-negotiable in my world. Every day I get up and I keep eight simple promises to myself every single day. Simple, but not easy. And that way I know that I'm going to unlock those four locks, access my power, and then I go to work. Now, I, I laughed one time. I had, somebody said, what time do you go to work? And I looked at him and I said, uh, you mean like working in the dental office or do you mean like working on me? And they kind of just look like, huh? I said, well, you know, me, I usually get up around 4.30, between 4 or 4.30, depending on what I've got going on. And then I start my day working on me, get myself in a great place to be. Does that mean that's what you have to do? Absolutely not. But it's something that I found that works for me extremely well. That is my coveted time in the morning. And that allows for me when I get home after work to be able to dump into my kids and be connected and to be present and to be present and passionate and intimate with my wife. And so what allows for connection. So when I can spend my evenings having great family time and enjoying things or get an opportunity to spend time on here with you, having the opportunity to do some training, to give a different thought process, to open up a new door that it might not have ever been exposed to you before. This is beautiful. This is fun. This is what I love. This is enjoyable. This is me getting to live out my leading edge experience by just being a part of this and just claiming this. So Sebastian, why don't you jump back in here for a second too, because I would love to hear your take too on power as well. And give me some of your thoughts on there. And, and also give me an experience in your life where power became something that was, could have been looked at like, oh my gosh, that could have been negative, but where it ended up being very, very positive for you in your life and the utilization of it. Well, you know, I, I first of all, I can summarize everything you're saying so I don't repeat it because I can say a lot of the same things you say because we believe in the same thing with power. 
But I just make it very simple. Say power is purpose. Mm -hmm. If I'm living in purpose, I have power. Yes. Now, like you said, there's um, so many distorted ways we could take the word power out. But I think power is just the ability to choose what you want. And if I have purpose, I can do that. I have purpose. I could choose what I want. Until I do that, I don't have power. Because I'm not choosing what I want. I'm choosing what you want for me, Jeff. What my wife wants for me, my kids want for me. What society wants for me, my culture wants for me, my religion wants for me. And then I empower less or purpose less. And so our illustration, we say, is when you set your table, you have purpose and power. But when you eat crumbs off someone else's table, you don't have purpose and power. You just, you're just eating the scraps off the floor and say, oh, I'm so grateful for this. And you're really saying this fucking sucks. And so you have a choice to have power is to set your table. Say, this is what I want to eat. This is what I'm going to put on my table. And I'm going to invite you. But hey, I have limited seating. How many people can sit with me? But I'm inviting you. And you get to choose yes or no. And here's where power and purpose comes in, Jeff. Ready? Whatever you choose, I'm okay with it. Because I'm still going to eat at my own table. See, a lot of people, they set their table and they invite people. People don't come, they go, oh, I have the wrong table. Nobody <laughs> loves me. I don't. That's not power. That's the other P word. And it has a kitty cat involved. <laughs> but the point is, if you, for me, the very simple illustration, have powers, have purpose, to have purpose is be able to set my own table what I want. And that's just for a season. I love sushi. Can I eat it every day? Pretty much, but for this illustration, I won't. <laughs> I'll eat sushi and I'll change my table. I love a lot of steaks. I'll change my table. I like pork. I'll change my table. And just depending on the season and what have but I get to set my table with purpose and power. I can invite those who want to sit on it. And here's the most beautiful thing about power, Jeff. It wards away people who are jerks. Yes. Because here's what jerks look like. They can never be happy for what you want. They want you to have what they want because they feel insecure. You don't have what they have. So when I set my table, people don't want to come sit and eat it. Hey, that's not a problem for me. I'm going to eat it with or without you. I reserved you a seat, but if you don't want it, that's fine. I'd rather leave it empty or put someone in it that wants to be there and eat off of my table. But I'm not going to let you sit at my table criticizing my food and tell me all this bull crap. I'll kick your ass off. That's power. Not to be a pleaser. Very. Because I have my own purpose. So I just wanted to say a different way than you said it. But for me, that's, that's power. Every day you have that choice, that ability to say, hey, I'm responsible for my choice. If someone doesn't want to go with me, that's okay. It's not personal against them. I have limited seating. Now, if you think you can fit the whole world on your table, you're a pleaser and you're delusional. And that's why you're never happy. You have no purpose. Your only purpose is to get everybody's pleasure or people to approve of you. And one person to approve of you, your whole life just fell down like a deck of cards. Or house of cards you know what i mean Very so i don't know if that answered your question jeff but yes. that to me is freaking power i have purpose i sit at my own table i invite people come eat me at my table you know what more food for me serious so that's good share with uh share with the audience the recent powerful decision you made about move that's a powerful decision yeah so so here's what setting your table looks like We've lived here in California. My son's 21, almost 21. 
before him, 22, 23 years. Often on year two, we'd go back to Texas with a Baycock for a couple of years and stuff. But we always went back in California. We considered this home over 23, 25 years of living. Yeah, because we got married 25 years ago. So about 24 years of living here. And um, we've always called it home. We, we have a very big, nice house. We love it here. 10 minutes, 15 minutes for the ocean, from the desert, everywhere. I mean, this is beautiful. And the most important thing to us, we have all the freaking food of the world in our back door. We are foodies. We love it. Most You're not a foodie at all. Jeff, <laughs> ask Jeff. That guy gains 20 pounds every time he sees me. So here's the point. Recently, living here over 27 years, a lot of things has changed in California after COVID, the weather and all this. And I just realized I go to work. When I'm done, I want to unwind. And right now, the lifestyle, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but the lifestyle I live, I have two options. I go drink with the buddies, or go out to eat with couples. Because now they're shitting out hiking trails and all this. We have all these fires, earthquakes. It's just, it's not the same California I moved to 20 years ago. So I say, do you know what? I want to sit at my table. I want after work, be able to walk outside, let my dog off the leash and just freaking go out hiking trail run or something. I've started, my buddy Soda got me into fishing. I want to start fishing more. I just want to be outdoor nature. And then my son and I had a conversation. Let's go to Colorado State University. We started talking about it. He said, would you consider moving out there, be closer to me and all that? I go, wait, Colorado, don't they have a lot outdoor? We took a road trip out there. We had meal Friday lunch. Sunday, we're in the car. We took a four-day trip, me, him, his mother, and his brother. And we left my other son and daughter here. And us four drove up to Colorado check it out. It was just kind of sport, like, hey, what's Colorado about? In that four days, we found a house, put money on a lot, and came back, and we're going to be building from dirt up. <laughs> but you have to understand, it started off the commitment to set my table to have an outdoor lifestyle. I'm 50 years old. My body is not the same anymore. If I get sediment, it just, it just goes to hell. I want to be outdoor in nature. I connect spiritually. I connect with God in nature. It's just season of life. It's not right or wrong. Season life in. But I tell you what, I got some shit talking friends are not happy that we're moving. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, they don't want to sit on my table. They are beating the shit out of us and out of love too. They want us to stay where that and all that. Yeah. But I told them, don't worry. In three to five years, you'll be living where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have, I'll just have the ability to find the way for you first. And I'll light the way. Now, that, Jeff, that, that's a powerful decision that you're making. To take your hey, here's the thing. I didn't make it. The family, us four, we went. Yes. So everything clicked because I asked them on the way back. You know, I'm the leader of the family. I'm pretty persuasive. Usually I get everything I want my way. This was not a Sebastian show. My wife, who's the slowest mover, once she saw the house and all that, she said, look, I'm not making a lateral move. We're not selling some California, get the exact same house in Colorado. We're building from dirt. We picked our plot, our lot. We're, she's customized it all the way up. But here's the beautiful part. Because we're in a different season of our life, so we're sitting at a different table. Our, all our kids are growing except for one, the youngest. Um, but the point is, we're going to pay off the house in cash, never have a mortgage again. And that was a bonus that we could never see unless we took that step. That's like it's something on the table we didn't know we could have. And for you, dentists especially, you know how much fucking debt you're in? From your house to your business, your studio, you guys are so, just imagine with me, Leverage. okay? Imagine $300 a month property tax, and that's all you pay, and electric bills and all. You, less than $1,000, you cover your whole house, utilities, everything, everything, less than 1000 
what would you do with all the other fucking stress that you've been carrying? <laughs> what would you do with all the extra time you have? I mean, it's just, it's a whole new lifestyle, but we didn't even get to see that bonus, that second half, until we made the decision, let's set our table with the outdoor lifestyle. Hiking, fishing, camping. I love outdoor camping, stuff like that. And just right now, the season, the climate of the California culture, we're not going to be able to do that much anymore. Um, it's just what law of land. So I can be a victim to it, or I could create and set another table. Well, and you shared with me one thing that you said that still resonated and stuck with me, that you, you know, came, same thing, that just kind of opened up for you. And it was a nice, powerful gift also along the ways is you said, hey, you know what? When I look at California, my kids, for yes. them to have the ability to buy a house and everything here, it would be very, very difficult for them to buy anywhere near our neighborhood or anything like that. Now you have a whole different opportunity in front of you. And, and so do the kids. And, yep. and that's really unique. And that's- no, no, that we didn't even see that until we got to Colorado and we started to walk around this realtor, show us all the different houses and stuff. And my wife, it clicked in her brain. She goes, there, here's another reason. Because we've talked about it. Like, we don't know where our kids going to live. I mean, just get a condo out here, quote, unquote, called condo, basically called apartment, but we call it condo so you charge more, 350000 one bedroom. Who the hell could afford that right after college, right? 350000 out there, they got a four bedroom, they could marry 10 wives. I mean, there's <laughs> enough room for everybody. But the point is, they will be able to live a lifestyle. We want them to live closer. We want to be around our grandkids. It's a high value for us. And sure. so you're absolutely right. That gave us, enough. but notice these things until you set your table and to declare what you want and have a vision. You don't even see all the bonuses and benefits of it yet until you walk through that, walk towards it and it gets clear. And that's where we're going. I'm kind of setting this up. You get clear and clear and clear of what you want. So that's a pitch yeah. to you talk about clarity. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to say is this just ties right back in perfectly to clarity. And that's the last you know, that's the last part of the framework is when we start to look at clarity. And what is clarity? Clarity is really just knowing. And it's just becoming very crystallized, very focused on, you know what? I know this is exactly where I want to go. Mm -hmm. So you take a couple of that with your vision. You take a couple of that with being a leader. And now you take and throw power into that. And once you're clear, woo, look out. Because you know, we talk about the four C's, right? You've got to have commitment that breeds some courage and then you have clarity and then that also breeds um, confidence. And so when you look at that, all of that starts to really flow into what we're talking about here. You can't just take and have one area and separate that out. All of these four areas really have to come into play. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, you know, before I started doing anything with any type of meditation, or if you want to talk about it, like thinking time or prayer, whatever that is for you, unless you're actually pushing pause on the day and calling time out and spending time getting out of your mind and, and dropping into your heart, you're always going to be just thinking and overthinking and overthinking. And you miss a lot of gifts that are right there in front of you and one of the analogies that I give, it's like, it's like you're driving down the highway and like all of a sudden, like there's a, a warning sign that says, warning, exit here. <laughs> and you're just cruising along and you're too busy. And you see, warning, exit here. 
you know, and you still miss that one. And the next sign says, oh, warning, in 50 feet, the bridge is out. And you look at that as you're going off the bridge. <laughs> and you've just been so busy that you haven't taken the time to pause. And we don't take the time to pause, just like we were talking about chaos and how that is a driver of creativity, having the ability to push pause, that clarity is also something that drives creativity to such a maximum level. Because really when you drop into your heart, now you start to find purpose. And when you drop into your heart and you find purpose, your purpose now starts to line up with your vision. Now you start to lead in a very, very powerful way. So you can start to see how all this is intertwined together. But clarity is the finish because it is going to help keep you laser focused and it's gonna open up doors for you that you didn't know existed. My life has never went, I start at A and then I go to B and then I go to C. Never worked out that way for me. It's always been, I go to A, run into a roadblock at B, I have to take a side route, maybe bypass C, and then I end up down here at D, then I end up all the way over here at H. I thought, oh my gosh, this isn't necessarily even, how did I even get here? In a great way, in a way that is better than what I even had planned, just because of new doors opening up for me and new possibilities like Sebastian was talking about with, gosh, all these different possibilities opened up different possibilities of having his children to be able to live and afford a home and have the ability to have grandkids around. Different possibilities open up when you have clarity. I say clarity is the modern man or woman's currency. And when you have clarity, now you can feel more at peace. And I think you feel more at peace because you feel more on purpose and on point. And that's really the way that I start to think about clarity. Use a lot of tools to get there. The biggest tool that I use every day is part of my fire floor, which is my meditation. And then I journal. And that really, man, the stuff that I write, I go back and I read that. One of my favorite things to do is grab some old journals. And when I jump on a plane, I'll just take and read through some of my own journal, old journals because I'm looking at it and I'm looking at that information with a different lens. And man, it's like, and I've told this to you, Sebastian, I'm like, there's gold in there. And I get sometimes more clarity from going back and looking at that going, whoa, that's amazing. Or man, what was I thinking? <laughs> and it does, it provides clarity for me. So Sebastian, I'd love for you to come back in and we'll wrap this up so we can stay pretty tight on time. But give me your thoughts too on what you heard me saying and your thoughts around clarity. And, and then let's wrap up this uh, overview and training. I'm, I'm just going to echo you in a different way. <clears throat> I agree with everything you're saying. It's clarity to me is just conviction. When things are clear, there's a strong conviction. Um, you and I did this thing called warrior training with Garrett White. It's fucking badass. I mean, I think every man needs experience of ass kicking sometime in their life to see the beast come out. The man of man comes out. And I remember we're on top of the hill. We're doing these exercise. 
And when you see the flag that that that's the endpoint of all the pain we're going through, right? It, it calls forth this inner strength that you didn't know was there until you saw the clarity of where the finish line is. And you can see that flag and you get clarity. That's all got left. And something comes out of you and there's a strong conviction that you can be able to do it. To me, that's clarity. Yeah. When you don't have clarity, you don't have conviction. You have excuses. You have fear. You have, um, uh, oh, what's, I can't even say it because it fucking pisses me off. Uh, justification, rationalization of where you're Reason. at. Reason. When you have clarity, there's this conviction that births in you that you don't even know is there. You know, when you see through the fog, if you ever drove, like Texas, when you lived in, I lived in Texas, you guys know when it rains, shit, yeah. it's like sheets. You can see 10 feet from you. I remember bringing somebody from California, she started screaming, ah, she thought we are going to die. We are going like 60, which is normal, but Californians, we've never seen rain like that before. But only when the sky opens up, woo, we're going to live. There's clarity, there's conviction, we're driving faster, and we get gore, we want to go. But to me, that's what clarity is. It breeds conviction. If you're clear what your tables can be set, you have purpose, and you're clear, it's okay for people not to join you, and you're clear of where you're going, that brings this conviction in you, this tenacity, this strength that has birthed from within, because you can see without, you can see where you're going, you're clear, you have purpose, and everything we said you know, in summary, they all overlap somewhat, but they all build, like you said, that chain on one another right yes so that's my definition clarity beautiful uh, you know you'll have it when you have conviction beautiful this is why it is so amazing to get as we say somebody else's stripe on the beach ball yeah just a different perspective maybe saying some of the same things but in a different way because the beauty of that is is that that message may totally resonate with somebody else where mine didn't and Mm -hmm. all we want to do is really put this out there into the world so we can allow for people to have some unique experiences, become the best version of themselves, become the hero of their own story. And really that's what it is that we're driving towards here. And so- I do have to tell one more thing, Jeff, before we go here. I have to tell one more thing, the reason we're moving. So today was like 90 degrees, tomorrow's gonna be 100. This California boat, I'm not talking about Texas. This is normal for you guys, okay? (laughs) This is like, I think Armageddon's coming, it's happening, right? We're like high 90s today. 100 tomorrow, 100 tomorrow. After that, the next four or five days, all high 90, 95 and higher. So like a whole week, we're having Texas weather. We're like dying here, right? So I checked, see where Colorado Springs can be, mid 75s for the next whole week. I'm like, son of a biscuit eater. (laughs) I'm there, I'm there. But so, so that's, no, just having a purpose and moving towards it and wanting that outdoor lifestyle and, um, yeah, I think the time for me here is up. Now, it doesn't mean California is bad. I'm just not an ocean person. I was an ocean person. I would go nowhere. I live 15 minutes away from it. You saw that. Yep. Um, I would go nowhere. I'm just not an ocean person. I like, I like more the lake because I grew up in Texas. I like the lake, hiking and fishing and stuff sure. like that. So Absolutely. just I thought it was kind of funny. Remember, we find evidence to support our stance. And I found evidence it's mid-70s for a whole week when it's 100 degrees here on average. So yeah, I made the right choice. (laughs) I know that's where I'm going. I'm being there. I've got some conviction behind it and I know where I'm headed. Hell yeah. So listen, everybody. Thank you guys. If you guys tuned in and stayed in for the the show tonight and and if this resonated with you and you're like, okay, 
I liked what you're having to say. I like this overview. I like this VLPC. You know, who's down you with VLPC? Me. You know me. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we might have to have a fun video on that one. Oh, yeah, but, that's, that's too good. We got to get some chain necklaces and everything. <laughs> so if the VLPC is resonating with you and you're like, okay, I, I get it. I get what you're talking about. But how do I really start to put that into my life? And the easiest way is, is really just to become part of the community that we, we have here at Dental Syndicate. And the easiest way to get involved with that is just head on over to www.ffcnow.com and check that out. That allows you to drop into the fire formula, into the 90 day challenge to start to look at integrating things in your life to create harmony in your faith, your fitness, your family, and your finance. When you can get four of those four areas working harmoniously together, simultaneously at the same time, you start to create unbelievable and create unbelievable unlocking of your own personal power. You start to see and you start to allow leadership to come in. You begin by leading yourself. You start to feel clarity becoming more and more renowned in your life daily. And you start to get out of your brain and into your heart and you start to cast a vision that becomes meaningful and significant for you and your family and anybody else that's involved. And when I say family, it doesn't mean that you're married or have to be married or have kids. It could be just people in your circle that mean everything to you that you love and that you care about. All your so, relationships. I appreciate the time here with you guys. I appreciate Sebastian. Thank you, man, for jumping in here. I loved all of your thoughts tonight and the fun stories yep. and everything. I just, I, I just always have a great time visiting with yep. you. Well, before we give away, let's do one more thing. Um, let's take it one notch. We'll make it easy for them. Go to www.podcastffc.com. Podcastffc.com. And there's only one option there. For 30 days, you get free the fire format experiment with the community, listen, see what people do, learn the fire for, for yourself, but you got 30 days for free. Okay. Where the other one, you get multiple options. You go to the other one too, but if you want to just test out the community for free, go to podcastffc.com, fire format challenge, podcastffc.com, try out for free. And then there's no harm, no foul. If it doesn't work for you after 30 days, just cancel. You're good. But well, if it works for you, you're in the community and you're creating, what's that? VVLC what? <laughs> Say it again? You know me, down a little bit of VLCG. <laughs> All right. So let's give it away, Jeff. All right. We got this little thing. We're going to count it down from four. So here we go. Four, three, two, one. Give it away. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Have a great evening.